But have you ever had any close calls on stage? Yeah, I've actually had to split stage to go take shit. Yeah, yeah. Ed, Edens did it in a damn, what, a 12-pack box? I don't know how many college towns you played over the years coming up, but a college bar bathroom is not where you need to take a shit. Right? <laughs> <laughs> so it's coming, and it's coming fast. And you can always, my guys can always tell when it's coming, because I'm really loose when I'm playing, but when you get this. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it's, I, he's about to shit his pants. <laughs> Hey, hey, hey. Welcome to the X5 Podcast. I'm David Lott. I'm your host today. <laughs> That's my Fat Albert impersonation. I'm joined here today by a room full of people, mostly drummers today, but we do have an exception of a guitar player, I mean a bass player over here, Jeff Allen, and a, a fellow guitar player. Um, <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. <laughs> that was just, that was my brain. <laughs> Burt Wallace has joined us today. Sticks is in here for another episode. What up? From Steel Panther, internationally famous band. Internationally acclaimed rock band. His mom's favorite band. Voted number one band in the world by his mom. Uh, Sticks and Indians here yeah. today. And uh, Charlie Reese has joined us for another episode. Thank you. It's always good when the HMFIC shows up for work. Well, you know. The last couple <laughs> episodes, he had a Brotox appointment and couldn't make it. So yeah. uh, we're glad to have him in today. Had to get my tips, Frost. <laughs> That's right. We have <laughs> Chef Rob, which I just found out is a drummer. I was like, why yeah. is this guy sitting in here on this episode? And they're like, dude, he plays drums. I didn't know you played He's drums. He's a badass. You should be I... doing dishes. Why are you in here? <laughs> <laughs> uh, he just cooked us an awesome meal. It was very delicious. So if we start nodding out in this podcast, it's got more to do with his cooking than anything else. Our special guest today, and I mean very special, he's got a lot of nicknames out there. You've known him as The Body. He's been known as The Doberman. But his latest his latest nickname given to him from Sticks is the best I've ever heard. He's the Russian dragon. Fucking Chris Adams, everybody. What's up, bud? Now, now, is that why I got the special seat in between Burt Reynolds and the casting couch? <laughs> Look, this, this damn mustache has survived another week, but it's going down today. Matter of fact, if y'all have anything that will shave it off at the, the end of this episode, I'll go shave it I off. I do. I got a cigarette lighter. Yeah, but it not that not something you use on your genitals. No, I got actual real nice clippers. Oh, do you? Mm -hmm. Okay, we'll get rid of Maybe this. Maybe we'll piece. film it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll get rid of this by the end of the episode. Thank God. Thanks for joining us, Chris. It's good <laughs> to have you in here. Came in here stage clothes on, like he's just oh, climbed yeah. off the kit, dude. Oh, oh yeah. Without a doubt. Chris Eddins is one of the most legendary drummers that I've stolen almost all of my moves behind the kit from. Him and Zoltan, I think are my two. Two uh, idols that I still awkward that he's like giving all these other people props. No, no you know I get enough props from my mom. Yeah, <laughs> so, it's cool. I'm good. I'm I'm financially secure with my sexuality. <laughs> so Chris has been at this since. When did you start playing drums, do you? Went on the road in '87. '87. 87. Well, yeah, I'm not we're a all athlete. trying to calculate. I was that. seven. I graduated I high school in 87. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I yep. wasn't far off of that. Were, were you not? Were you, uh, you started playing drums right after high school or were you playing in high school? Uh, were you a band nerd? No, well, I was. I was uh, <laughs> actually playing the trombone when I lived in Florida and my dad got transferred 10th grade. Mm, really? So driving up from Florida to Augusta, Georgia, where I ended up. I'm thinking, okay, you're a band geek already. The chances of ever getting laid playing the trombone are zero. <laughs> so I decided I'd tell them I play drums. Hey, they're not much better playing drums. I'll not really, no, no, actually, no. It just depends on what level you want to deal with. Like, you know, there's a lot of chicks you can get laid by as a drummer, just not necessarily the super-duper hot ones. Well, yeah. So I just... uh. Kind of figured it out, listened to a couple of Kiss records, and bullshitted my way into a band, and sucked. Did you ever take a lesson? No. Me neither. You ever take a lesson? Yeah. Oh, you sell out. I did. I, you know what? I, I took lessons for about five years Damn. from a guy named Steve Klong, and that's his real name. And he's, he's since passed away, but he was a great teacher. One thing that he would do during the lessons is he would have me play a beat. 
and to a click and he would like solo on the floor tom to like try to pull me off oh yeah yeah and that that just right there that exercise was it it taught me how to just like kind of drive the bus and not get distracted by all the shit around me you know yeah yeah i think that and you guys tell me i think that's one of the qualities of a great drummer is you drive that bus and and everybody else latches onto you instead of listening to the bass player and trying to navigate towards what he's doing Mm -hmm. bass players yeah (laughs) uh you know you just i think you have to have enough of an ego as a drummer and confidence to just go fuck this we're all going here yeah and and the band sounds tight agreed yeah totally agreed yeah what about you rob ever take any lessons I did not, but I taught it. I used to teach kids drums and stuff. And I and I uh, in the military, I also taught you know drums. Oh, cool! Part time, you know. So that's I, funny. They were like, "How did you learn?" You're like, "I didn't sell out and take lessons." <laughs> <laughs> Fuck that studying shit. Yeah. No, I Rob played me some songs. Yeah. And he's fucking good, really good. And I, that's no bullshit. You're really good. All three of you are really well. You two are solid. Right. Yeah, <laughs> my reputation precedes me. It's written on all the bathroom walls around here, all the clubs. I tell you, with all these drummers in here, Charlie, I feel smart. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I figured. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> There's a lot of drummer jokes. A lot buddy. of drummer I'm jokes. Just joking. Not a lot of bass player jokes. There's yeah. a reason for that. Well. We don't need them. I know. Yeah, we feel bad enough for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> we don't, we don't. Like, ah, oh, he used to try to play guitar. I get it. Oh. <laughs> used to try to play trombone. I get it. Oh. <laughs> oh. Holy shit. Yeah, Edens has got um, a lot. Back when he used to have a rock a mullet back in the day, didn't you? No, I had great hair for about three years. And then it went straight to Brett Michaels' hair. And. Then I guess it, one night I was playing probably 99 or so and the, uh, the bandana came off and I was losing my shit. Cause it was, I mean, I had great hair in the back, just not so great in the front. And I'm like, fuck, 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 <laughs> trying to, trying to cover it up. I'm like, you know what? That's it. We're done. We're, we're done. <laughs> the with next the day you're done yep, with it. We're done. Well, here's what me and Edens have in, in common is that like drum drummers will oftentimes try and come up and talk shop with us. And dude, for guys that pay for their houses playing drums, we have no clue about like people are like, "What are your drums made out of?" And I was like, "You got me, brother. Yeah, I have no it's idea." It's made of round. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I buy all my kits because they fucking look cool, and Boom. I assume the sound man can whip cream that turd out front and make it sound good. You know, that's what's yeah. funny when we we on that last episode when you picked up those bongos, he automatically started tuning them. I'd be like, never even knew it was out of tune. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, oh yeah, we got a tune yeah. those fuckers. And I got hired to, you know, I was Steven Adler's drum tech, and I was like, man, I'm glad he's done a lot of drugs. Cause see, I'm over here telling him, yeah, I got a tune for you, buddy. I got, a, I got it all just the way you like it, right? He's like, I, I turned all those little screwy things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Quarter, quarter turn. of a turn. <laughs> I got a question, Chris. Yes. Your drum set, uh-huh. don't take this the wrong way. But I think the scientific term is they're fucked up. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, the dude. way that your drum set is is so not traditional. Why and how did that come about? Because I imagine the first kit you played on was probably set up. Yeah, it was normal. standard, a little five piece garage sale drum set. But you know? you, you ended up with cymbals way far. Yeah, like <laughs> shit is like it's kooky. Yeah, it. Uh, so what's that about? When I started actually getting out doing club gigs and going up and down the East Coast playing, whatever. It was always interesting. Well, not interesting, but it. I never wanted to miss a tit, and I never wanted to miss anything in front of me. I get that. <laughs> I get it. So I, I get it. I wanted shit low. I didn't want, you know, Metallica toms all up here, all that bullshit. And I wanted the cymbals out of the way, and it's just always been that way. I've okay. dropped them down about two inches over the years. They used to be higher. For real? Yeah. Wow. Is that because of stretching or getting older? I know you used to kick the shit out of them. Too, oh, yeah. I, I can still kick them. I think, oh, yeah. Yeah, it just, when I when I came up, I mean, um, I'm going on 33 right now. So mm-hmm. when I came up. <laughs> yeah. You look, you look great. Yeah. I'd have never guessed. <laughs> but everybody, and, and I told you this when we were in Huntsville together, I mean, it everything was Tommy Lee, enough's enough. Every, if you had to have the shit, 
Mm -hmm. and it was easier for me to play. I've got a hat on each side so I could end up, you know, left hand because you don't fucking need your left hand anyway. I mean, honestly. (laughs) So, you know, you just sit there and do all your bullshit right here and flip and all the other crap, and it just stayed that way. Dude, it's so funny. Drummers pester him all the time. I want to get up and play a song with the Pygmies. No. And I I love seeing them get behind that kit and go, oh, what have I fucking walked into? Uh Like, as it's it's a nightmare. I'll, I'll tell you. I've got I've gotten up on a lot of drummers' drum sets. Me too. <laughs> uh, the weirdest one, aside from Chris's drum set, was John Otto from Limp Biscuit. Uh, we did a hostile takeover in Poland at a festival. It's like sixty thousand people. Limp Biscuit's playing, and we come up, commandeer their shit, and start doing Van Halen. And Fred was singing with us. Yeah. And I got on that drum set. I was like, "What the fuck?" He's <laughs> like, it, "Like I." It was very difficult to play. Oh, they tilted outwards or something? They, they, his snare's way high with like all the other toms and his his hi-hats yeah, like, like, back over here. But yours is weirder. <laughs> I mean, it just, I'll take that as a compliment. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's definitely original. Oh, it's fun. At the, at the Halloween show, we got to play with you. Yeah. He comes back and yeah. he goes, man, that drum set kicked my ass. Yeah, he does. <laughs> he said that was the hardest shit to That play. snare drum, I mean, is literally facing I didn't you. play on that. Oh, you did? I asked him, I yeah. said, is there anything we could do about this? He yeah. goes, let me get you a different drum. <laughs> with a, yeah, with yeah. a stand, you know, where it was at least parallel to the ground, yeah. not perpendicular. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it, you know what? But it works for you and you, you play great. Ah, it's, I appreciate that, man. I really do appreciate that. Damn, I just got a compliment yeah. from Sticks. Yeah, you that's, do. Fuck uh, yeah, dude. Dude, the band is killer. You drive the bus, and that's that's the sign of a good drummer. They all jump on what you're doing, and it sounds fucking killer. Hey, you casting couch now? Uh, <laughs> you want me to? You want me to sit down, or you want to, you want to sit down? Right, your choice. <laughs> your call. Casting couch. It, it, it was a cool moment uh, when when Sticks and Michael were leaving. And uh, Michael immediately changed shirts and put his Velcro pygmy shirt on. Oh, yeah. And it, it, like every, the guys were like, that's so fucking cool. You know what I mean? That's awesome. Well, it's, <laughs> I mean, you, you take a band, Steel Panther. You guys were playing covers for years and years and years, doing your San Diego, Vegas, yep. you know, doing your shit. Then you said, let's write some original songs with lyrics that will never get on the fucking radio. Then yeah. you get a record deal, and now you're traveling the world. Mm. What kind of fucking home run is that? Yeah. I mean, dude, it's, that's crazy. It's dude. very bizarre, and but because you know we're in it, we just we just do. You know, yeah. we we go okay. Well, what do we want to do next? And we just do. And we, we did get a record deal. We never sought it. We never went after a record deal. They hell, you had lyrics to say fuck the record company. I, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they, I swear. And this is credit to Monty Lippman uh, and Avery Lippman from Universal. And I think Monty is like. Monty Lippin's like the boss of the world now, but uh, they signed us. They loved it. They loved the the fuck you-ness about it, mm-hmm. and they supported us. And then after the second record, we had a four-album deal. They We asked them to leave because we didn't fit in in the, the major label box. You know, they couldn't go, yeah. oh, that's active rock. We're going to put them here. Because we are our own thing, They they didn't really know how to, you know, where to put us and we asked to leave and they were actually really fucking cool they said you're our favorite band on the label but yeah we get it go with our blessing and they released you from a contract yeah wow. they, they released us with zero Tosh. and and this is i know this story is not common because you hear the yeah. nightmares dude monty and avery Lippman, i to their credit were fantastic to us the whole time and it, it was cool. It was a great experience. What a unicorn in this business. I'm you telling know? you, man. It, they, they, they had the balls to sign a band like Steel Panther, and then they had the they were gracious enough to let us go do whatever we ended up doing. And what's crazy is that they've become this big band just right through cancel culture. Just right in the middle of it, they just soared right through it past We try it, not but. to talk about that. Yeah. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we, you know, we do talk about that, and, and it's interesting because... I think that like a cell phone plan, we're grandfathered in. Oh like, yeah, we're grandfathered yeah. in. And people go, "Oh, that's Steel Panther. That's just what They're they lame. do." Yeah, well, that's I, what they do. Yeah, I just don't think you can cancel a bunch of guys that just don't give a fuck about being. You, yeah, you, you know. Yeah, you. You know, when you go that hard, uh, and you go, "Oh, you guys can't say that." Well, we're just fuck off. You're gonna do it anyway. We're gonna say it. You may not listen to it, and 
you may get a whole bunch of other people to not listen. We're still going to say it. Yeah, you only <laughs> you know? need 1% of people to be successful right? to like it, you know? So you yeah. just cater to your audience that you've built. So nobody, you guys don't read music. No, hell no. I don't, I don't read music either. I'm not coming from a place. I, of, I can't even read anything. Yeah. <laughs> you don't read words. Charlie can't okay. read a contract. <laughs> have, you guys, have you guys ever, I, I have a question. Have you guys ever been in a situation or put yourself or been kind of thrown into it where you're like, this is way above my skill level? I did. I could say that. So I, I tried to join the army and be a drummer. Tried to go into the band, the drum corps, right. the drum corps, drum corps snare. Oh, right? Shit! I was fifty yard line snare drummer. We won state in high school. Never read a lick of music. I could memorize and I could do all the sticks and do all that. So my dad takes me in and they actually put you in a booth, right? And they play you, da 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 da, da you know, play this. So I pick up the sticks, da 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 da. And do that for about 10 minutes, and the guy comes in, he sets up a stand and the sheet music. He goes, okay, play this. And I set my sticks down. I said, you got me, dude. I, You know, yeah, I'm done. Yeah. You know, and it's like, what? You you just did all of that. You know, and I said, yeah, yeah I did all that from here, not from here. I can't, right. you know, th that yeah. doesn't compute with this. We're what you call yeah. hacks. That yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> that feeling, that feel, were you like, ah, oh, fuck, or did, did you just own it and go, uh, that's not my shit. Oh yeah, I just put my sticks down. So I said, I'll, I'll try something else. Right. You know, yeah, this ain't me. You know, that's I can't amazing. do it. You know, I had a little bit of regret. You know, seeing guys that can walk in the studio and just pick up and start see a beat and start playing it. Yeah, I've always wished I could do that. But yeah, you know, you can, you can. I'm living proof. You can make a living not doing that. You know, you, I am too. Yeah. I, you know, I, mm -hmm. I can't, I can't sight read. I you can, can play guitar too. At least you can play guitar. You can't play guitar, can you? I can play all the key. Well, all the chords to Freebird except for the F, if that counts. <laughs> <laughs> F Freebird. But yeah. so so Edens, though, if you play trombone, you had to know how to read music yeah. to do that. So I can I can read snare music. Right. I mean, but I'm stuff. like, you want to hand me a chart, some band will, all right, here's the chart for tonight. It's like, <laughs> right. you betcha, pal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm going to count the four and speed up. Call <laughs> Josh Freeze. <laughs> Call Josh Freeze. He'll do it. I remember um, cutting, uh, cutting some songs in Nashville and sitting down with all these studio musicians and they come in with their paper and stuff to chart it out. They're like, all right, what's the numbers? You know, like Nashville numbers or whatever. And I'm like, well, I could play you the fucking song real quick. I'll let you, I don't yeah. know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, hey, write it down for me so I can hand it to somebody else one day. You'd be like, I wrote this. I charted this for y'all if y'all need it. You should have just wrote something down and handed it to him. <laughs> there it is. Negative seven. Yeah. Dude, I, when I was, when I was young, my parents signed me up for this fucking musical. As a drummer, <laughs> and, and though I took lessons, my reading was just—I I didn't know how to fucking do it. And it wasn't rock and roll. It was like it was a big band jazz shit. And I remember going to an auditorium, and there was—it was a fucking like a fifteen-piece band. Yeah. And there was another drummer, a local drummer, who was great. He was that guy. Oh, okay, I'm gonna read all that shit. And then I was like, fuck, so uncomfortable. I'm like, I don't, I don't want to do this. I just want to go home. And the the band leader goes, okay, you two switch. So the drummer gets up and he goes, okay, go sit down. And I was in the fucking nightmare scenario where your body is <laughs> Audience? Just, no, no, it was like rehearsals, but yeah. still 15, yeah, 17 people peers. waiting. Yeah. <laughs> and so I sit down and the guy goes, all right, let's take it to the top. So I fucking do this like I know where the top is. And I'm In your like, head, you're having a meltdown? Inside, I'm fucking molten lava of embarrassment and shame. And I, we start, and I obviously fucking blow it. And everybody's just like... Turn to look at you. Really, bro? I had to put my sticks down and go, I can't do this. And it was fuck. It was a lesson... I, Never again. I was like, fuck this. I'm just playing heavy metal. Yeah. <laughs> playing big dumb rock for the rest of my life. Yeah. And you know what? Big dumb rock is sexy. Yeah, it sure as hell is. Have you ever had any close? Because I know Edens has got a story and I want him to tell it. But have you ever had any close calls on stage where you got to go to the bathroom and, and, and you can't quit the show? Oh, dude, I've, I've barfed on stage. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. And it, I had a bucket next to me. Yeah, I've actually had to split stage to go take a shit. Yeah, Edens did it in the damn 
what a twelve pack box? Uh, let's see, twelve pack box. Multiple. Dude, I got off. We were in Statesboro, Georgia, one time, and I don't know how many college towns you played over the years coming up, but a college bar bathroom is not where you need to take a shit. <laughs> so it's coming, and it's coming fast. And you can always, my guys can always tell when it's coming because I'm really loose when I'm playing. But when you get this, yeah, yeah, it, it's I, he's about to shit his pants. So I'm, I'm down to about seven seconds. And I had a guy that was working for us. I'm like, find me something, anything. So he comes over and he walks, puts it behind the base cabinet. And I'm like, well, that's all I got. So I go back there. Obviously, our singer Cam can, he can bullshit for hours and hours and loves to. That's, you know, a little small joke. We just play songs in between his bullshit. Right. right. Commercial breaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I go plop down in this box so he brought me up there i'm behind a, an svt cabinet and i'm thinking okay nobody can see me and i kind of look up and there's two girls at the corner of the stage that are just like what do you fucking do that's amazing i mean what do you fucking do? yeah that's it this and rock and roll hand me a wipe yeah. what did you wipe with that was yeah. my next question did you, was it a, no whatever was on the ground what it did at that point yeah, his shirt. He probably just with those. Uh, he wiped. He wiped his ass with those things that Cam puts on his leg. Oh God! Yeah, there ain't nothing. I mean, that's just any anybody on stage when it's. Have you been? You, have you ever been so fucked up you couldn't play? Oh, I've gotten so close. I've definitely. I could always. Well, I could always play ish. I yeah. mean, not right. to the point of where it's like whether I, I, it was good or not is debatable. Right. Oh yeah, well that's I mean that's <laughs> sober whatever. I mean shit. It, you Dude. know, I could count to four. I was I was in a uh, I was in a disco band when I, when I was younger, and I got fucked up in San Francisco. I was on <laughs> ecstasy, GHB, Vicodin, weed, liquor, and uh, something else. I can't remember semen. Um, <laughs> but but I'm playing 1,500 people, two stories, DNA Lounge, San Francisco, South Market area. And I'm playing, and all of a sudden, I, in my head, float up, and I'm watching myself play the drums, and I have this fucking out-of-body oh, wow. mind fuck of an experience. And I remember just seeing the club and looking down at, at myself, just going, oh, I'm playing the drums down there. Not... <laughs> not feeling like I was playing the drums. No, nope, can't say ever. And then that just whack right back. <laughs> that is a new level. It was, it was. That's the most fucked up I've ever been playing the drums. And it just, I remember just shooting back down and going, "Oh fuck." surviving it so david's not telling the complete truth he has been too fucked up to play. we were I, I don't know if you even remember this we were playing we we're at sky bar in front of probably about 1500 kids and we were playing um uh wonder wall we were doing wonder wall by oh. always and we do this the little crowd favorite. yeah we do this little breakdown <laughs> in the song where we get the crowd to sing it and all this and then david brings it back in and we finish the song and we get to that point where david's supposed to bring it back in and it just doesn't come back in and you had you had eaten like two or maybe three edibles, and I'm like, you know, not trying to look at him. I'm like, okay, what are we doing? And I turn around, and he's just got his sticks in his hand. He's just looking, <laughs> he's just looking out that way. And I'm like, I'm like, because you can't hear. We got in here, so I'm like, fucking. I'm trying to get his attention without it causing a thing. And he finally, whatever he's doing, snaps out and looks up. I'm like, fucking go into the song. And he's like, ho, oh, and then brings it back in. I was like, what the fuck are you doing? He's like, man, them edibles got my That's ass, amazing. dude. I've been drinking enough to where my limbs stopped, stopped working, but it was the last song. And I was like, buddy, if we had had one more song, this show would have gone to complete shit. <laughs> See, I can't. Nobody in my band drinks or does anything. That's the problem. And exactly. <laughs> and exactly. <laughs> so these guys, God love them. I mean, it. I'll have one beer can next to me. And my, my biggest thing is I cannot stand missing a snare beat. Anything right. else, I don't give a shit. I do not want to miss a snare beat. And something, I won't hit it as hard as the one before that. And I got six eyeballs looking back. Man, I'm like, you <laughs> That's so assholes. not pro when bands I do can that. fucking hear you. You I know, know that. You're like, e -er -e -er -er. <laughs> as a drummer, you never want this. 
Yes, <laughs> it's like be pro about it. God damn. When it, when that happens to me, if if shit like just randomly shit will go sideways, and so a, a beat will get dropped or whatever, I just we now we now every everybody will just look up. We'll just go. <laughs> Goddamn sound man. Yeah, where? yeah, that's awesome. Where did that beat go? Is it up there? Yeah. I know. Oh, there it is. <laughs> he came up with uh, Zoltan. Like, you know who Zoltan is? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He came up with Zoltan. Zoltan used to play on the same circuit as him over Do you here, think so. Zoltan stole your moves? No. That Call him out right a, now. I Zoltan, a, we know you're watching. I had a couple things. You never steal moves. You, you take it and you add something to it. You're that's, so nice. That's what you do. You don't fucking just go steal straight up. I do. I mean, I was <laughs> agreed. Nobody gave me that memo, so yeah. But I mean, he was, you know, he was sitting there. He'd sit there, play, kick a cymbal, whatever. Right. So I just jacked mine up higher, right? Like, all right, dude, I got you. I can cool. do that too. Or either I'd go up and I'd come down on the cymbal. Just stupid. You're so much more flexible than I am. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'd pull a hammy. Try that. Oh, shit. totally. <laughs> hey, let me get on the casting couch. Show you how yeah. flexible. <laughs> <laughs> do you? Do you guys sing? I, I know Rob's, and I and I. I hope this is not for you. Okay. Do you two sing? Yeah, yes. Sing, not not much, but like I heard him do lead vocals on his shit, and I was fucking floored. You can sing and play drums at the same time. This motherfucker sings well. Yeah, really, really good. Reminds me a little bit of Paul Stanley. Oh, you yeah, know what? Yeah. You know? Uh, it's yeah. got that kind of Oh, style. yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> you got a very 80s hair metal Definitely sound. That. Yeah. It's, and it's authentic. It's badass. It is that. Yeah. I yeah. think I'm stuck. Look at him. He's so excited. I'm stuck. Right He's like, no, that's a great place to be stuck. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. Dude, you know, I listen to that shit every day. I still do. I mean, it's, it's, it's what I, I heard the Queen's Rack on the fucking, yeah, I heard the Queen's sure. Rack on there. Absolutely. If you're going to get stuck in an era, the 80s is definitely a good one to get I stuck agree. in. It's the best Speak music ever. Amen. Yeah, yes. Exactly. Speaking of um, Paul Stanley, I want to play y'all this. It's funny. I'll tell you who it is in a second, but I want y'all to hear this. Listen to this. Right, you I'm got gonna... enough minutes there? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do you do this? God, Just push play. God, he's like somebody's <laughs> papal. How do you t turn it into a camera? All right. Hey, David, it's Paul Stanley, and this is Gene Simmons from KISS. I know who that is. I'm sitting here with your singer, Jacob, right now, and he told me that this is, if this is, the, it's David Lightham, right? David Lightham. All right. If this is the same David Lightham, I hate to break this to you, but you haven't paid your dues to the KISS Army in over 14 years, okay? <laughs> you owe me... $78. And we can do it very simple. Here's what you do. By the way, the music you just heard was stolen from KISS. Here's what you do. Go to KISSonline.com. I want you to click on my card piece. Then your face will pop up. It'll say, David Lynham is a thieving cocksucker who owes KISS $78. Okay? <laughs> click on that. Make the payment. Don't make me send the lawyers up to you. Even worse, I'll make you suck Paul's dick. <laughs> is that Craig Gass? Yeah, it's Craig. We got to get Craig Gass in here, by the way. Man. Oh, he hasn't been on. No, but he has got so many funny stories of interacting with Gene. As awesome. you know, Gene had come to his show and be like, "He wants Gene wants you to talk about him the whole show." Like he's coming, he wants front row tickets. He wants twelve tickets, and he wants you to talk about him the whole show. I used to work for Gene. Did and, you really? Yes. And there was a point where I was doing some audio editing for him at his house. And it was going, he, he wanted it to go faster. It would. Huh, because, me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and uh, I got introduced to him through Tommy Thayer, who I met through golf. Yeah. And uh, so I met Gene's and we're, we're doing this. And he's like, he go, I go, Gene, you know, the computer only processes at a certain speed. So you got to be patient. He goes, he goes, uh, are you even a musician? <laughs> and I go, I go, yeah. And he goes, he goes, he goes, well, what do you play? And I said, drums. He goes, that explains it. <laughs> I went, fuck, man, that was cold blooded. And then later he, he, he goes, he goes, Sticks, uh, do you know what drum solos are good for? 
And I went, what? He goes, he goes merch sales. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, God, that's so cold-blooded, dude. <laughs> but he ended up he ended up being awesome. Oh, yeah. 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 Awesome. Craig, Craig is awesome. Have you met Craig before? Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's he's awesome. Yeah. He he will introduce, like when he's in the same city as, as Steel Panther, he'll introduce us. And he does this thing, man. I'm sure you can see it online where he goes out and he, he he pretends to be the band manager. He says, my name is Craig. I manage Steel Panther. And tonight we're doing a live album. And the crowd goes <laughs> fucking crazy. He goes, That's great. And he goes, dude, he does this five minute thing where he goes, okay, we're going to check the decibel level. I need you guys over here. When I say, yeah, I want you guys to go. Yeah. And he goes, yeah. And he fuck he gets them so that's fucking genius and, and there's so, no album being fucking recorded of course not david <laughs> and so and so the whole show we're like we're fucking recording a live album the crowd's so into it it's, it's awesome <laughs> and then they pester you online for years oh yeah when's when, that shit, when's that shit coming out <laughs> y'all never done a live album have you we actually we did a live dvd uh live at brixton academy yeah. in london and we did live at Lexi's mom's garage, which was more of a which was awesome. A thank you, which was like a produced thing. We were these skits with fucking Bobby Brown. We uh, we had Bobby the the girl Bobby Brown. I was, about yeah. to say, I was like, that's a weird comedy, <laughs> yeah, right? Bobby, <laughs> <laughs> they're smacking girls around. Everybody, yeah. he, he, uh, and she she was she was awesome. She was such a good sport. I had to. I had to uh, fake double team her with Satchel. Oh, cool. Oh, that sucks. It was very erotic. <laughs> I was about to say, how many times did you mess up on purpose? We were like, we got to shoot it well, one, one more, more time. time. Satchel's very sexy. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. Sorry I popped Satchel. I was looking at you. I'm sorry. <laughs> so, yeah, we've done two two live pieces. Have you? Yeah. Six studio albums, two live DVDs. We're gonna we're, we got to totally steal the live album thing. That's, Dude, a, that, that's hilarious. That, that is the best Dude, fucking way to yeah. warm up you a crowd. Get, ever. You get the crowd like they are so on yeah. fire for you because wow. they're like, "We're gonna be on an album." Yes, they every, didn't even prepare for show. it. Yeah. Well, you guys, sixty-four shows. You got sixty-four live albums. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so we're gonna take one minute from each show and make a sixty-four minute record. Yeah. And People are probably like, why are they filming in Boise, Idaho? <laughs> <laughs> They're probably thinking, what's well, fucking crazy? Have you have you played in Boise? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I have. We can just leave it there. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I wanted to know. <laughs> just throw it away. Just throw it away. Have you been to Europe, Chris? I only been out of the country once. We did one show in Cabo San Lucas. Oh shit. How was that? Uh, bunch of guys. We fell into a group of deep pocket guys that'll have parties wherever it might be a nascar driver's house might be a guy that started jimmy john's house right and they flew us over there and rented some gear and played for 40 people <laughs> that's oh, awesome that's cool what's the what's the biggest show you've ever played drums at rob one of the coolest, I'll tell you this. No, 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 no. I no. said, I said. <laughs> you heard what he said. <laughs> Quit trying to divert it. No, what's what's the coolest? <laughs> well, I had to. I, 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 the coolest was we opened for Pantera on the Power Metal Tour in a place called uh, Circle in the Square in Shreveport, Louisiana. That's fucking cool. I got to do that. Then Phil Ensemble just joined the band. He had the real long hair, you know, so it was that, you know, it was still on cassette, you know. Yeah. I remember sitting in our van, the 68 Dodge van I had when uh, uh, the next album came out. And it was just like, you know, Cowboys from Hell come out and listening through that through a tape deck. You know, it was like these guys have sold their soul because we were all glam and we all had the hair and everything, right. you know, and they went totally different, you know. And then the, I guess the, yeah, there we go. Nice. <laughs> Rob. Look at Rob. Dude, Rob. Stuck in the 80s. Who would think that that guy would be a master griller? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking so good. Look at Look those at bangs. That. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's real shit, too. So so you did the Pantera show? Yeah, like this. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. they were like that, though. You know, they had yeah. pussy tight and all that stuff that they did. Yeah, it was awesome. And then... uh no, they were glam before they were heavy. Oh yeah, oh yeah, full on, yeah. full on glam. Like, yeah. dude, you could see pictures, and it's like the hair very similar. Like that yeah, was their that's shit. Crazy. You know, yeah. Allison Chains is very much like that yeah, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, like Dimebag, his name was Diamond. 
Yep. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Diamond yeah. Daryl. Yep. How Diamond precious? Yeah. Uh, Diamond did, precious. Well, you know, <laughs> you not did that. Did, that was always a concern of mine, like being in bands and crazy boyfriends, like coming on stage and shooting and killing one of us. Like I can't believe in the years of well, us. You just we, gotta yeah, treat, there go. We treat, ha- treat guys. That's Pantera. That's Pantera. Yeah. yeah. Holy shit! It looks like a wrestling team, dude. <laughs> yeah. I think that's is that really Pantera? Yes, yeah, that's Pantera. Vinny. That's so Vinny. Yep. I got I got the nicest compliment I ever got from a drummer. Oh yeah, Vinny. he's a great guy, dude. He, he, he used to come to our shows in Vegas because he lived. He had a house yeah. in Texas and a house in, in Vegas. He would come to the shows, and we actually became friends. And one night he comes up to me. He goes, he goes, man. He goes, I fucking keep trying. I don't know how the fuck you're playing that double kick on Asian Hooker. And I was, I, I'm like, holy shit, the dude from yeah. Pantera yeah. <laughs> can't play something. It was a mind fuck. Yeah, dude. Yeah, he, he was fucked. That's, that's like, I've got stuff I can't play. And there's other stuff I can play that other drummers. I can't, I can never get hot for teacher. Cannot Nobody get can. I know I've got buddies that can do it. Carrie, it's all Carrie floor time stuff. Yeah. But it's. It's it's weird shit. It is. You got to really. I won't play that song. Uh, I won't jam that song because I can do it at like forty percent. Yeah, I fall into it. I fall in and out yeah, of. Yeah, but, but like to commit, I I won't even try it because it's like I'm like I'm gonna fuck it up and not do it justice. Right. So I'd rather just not fuck with it. I seen a video. I thought that was cool as shit. I think it was when you guys were playing. Was it Green Valley? Green Valley Ranch. Uh, Vinnie Paul got up with you guys. Um, I was love he that one. on drums or vocals? On drums. Drums. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's, and then I seen one with him on drums, uh-huh. and then Chad Kroger. Chad vocals. came all the time. Chad, no, Chad was on drums. Oh, was Vinnie, Vinnie was on. Yes. Vinnie was on vocals doing yeah. "Blind in Texas." Yes. Oh, wow. And he, Hell yeah. he took his pants down. Yes. And he's just cruising the stage in boxers, his hat, his cool beard with the little things. And just singing Wasp. I'm like, <laughs> it was such a strange choice That's to right. go, these are coming down. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? I'm going to take my pants off. Of Guys, hold on. Let me take my pants off. It, but it was, it was you, you can see that shit on YouTube, dude. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. That's awesome, man. I never knew that. But when yeah. did you notice you had the following of so many other professional musicians i mean you guys have played with everybody or you have the you know the cameos come on all the time well that was that was the beginning of it because we started at the viper room and there were a lot of celebrities that would come and you know michael Starr and satchel would we'd, we'd just stop the show and we'd be like steven tyler we're not playing any more fucking music until you get up and jam and we would stop and We'd kind of corner them, and yeah, the crowd would start. Yeah, the crowd's like, "Come on, let's go!" And uh, you know, ninety-five percent of the time, they'd get up and jam. And so, I think that started to get around that we were a band. You could get up, play a song from your band, and we would do it halfway decent. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then I then it was just like it kind of grew from this organic place of people coming to the show. We never knew who was going to come to the show. I was just telling Charlie this today. Mm-hmm. We would never know who's coming. We'd never plan on people getting up. There was never plants in the crowd. And it was all like really organic, authentic shit. Yes. And then, uh, you know, if you fast forward, and then now when we go play festivals, and we're like, say we're playing Hellfest or Download or Grass Pop or whatever, there's a lot of bands. We, we never close our stage. We never, because there's a lot of bands that are like, no one on stage while we play. Yeah. And that's their thing. That's cool. We are like the fucking more people on the side of the stage. And so a lot of bands will come and they just, I think they just want to have a fucking good time and they want to, they want to laugh and they want to rock. And they, and our show is like, it's so interactive with the crowd. It's not just like, all right, snick songs, but I'm a fucking ex girlfriend. (laughs) Yeah. It's a lot of self deprecating. (laughs) It's, 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 it's fun. And, you never know what's going to happen because there could be a chick with big giant titties who just wants to get up and flop them out. Right. And so you just, you ride the dragon. You that know? happens a lot. I mean, yeah. y'all you, can't even act surprised anymore when that happens. You, it's like a part of every show. I've, dude, I have seen. <laughs> More jizz mittens than you could count. <laughs> I've seen two girls on stage, <clears throat> bone naked, eating each other out on stage. Mm-hmm. We've had blowjobs on stage. And, we haven't had male-female intercourse, 
but we had a girl come up on stage in San Diego, and this goes back to having a, a boyfriend come up and, and swing. This chick came up. My guys are like, oh, you're fucking hot. I want to fuck you. And then, oh, I already fucked her, blah, 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 blah. Her, her Marine boyfriend fucking comes like out of nowhere. He, he climbs up on the stage and he fucking goes after Michael Starr, actively like fast going after him. Michael, Michael ducks it and then fucking security comes over. They, they judo flip this fucker yeah. on his back. <clears throat> knee into his neck and they fucking they ended up taking him away but if he connected i don't think michael star would have a chin Dude, <laughs> he went for it that's Jeez. only happened once that's well things like that have happened like maybe yeah. two or three times but that was the most aggressive yeah most gnarly one yeah i always thought i would i'd see y'all in la and, and and i remember hearing the yard start touring the country and i was like dude let me just tell you when they get to the south and start pointing at chicks in the crowd being like, oh, fucking come all over your face. And I was like, that shit's not going to land in the South. <laughs> but it does. It goes it, over yeah. great. You but know I'll what? Be- it does. And I think people who come to our show, most of them, they come knowing what they're getting into. Right. So like if you, if you come to a Steel Panther show and you get mad, you just look like a dick. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's- a yeah, party pooper. Yeah. It's get like, bro, this is not your place. Go jump on a dump. Yeah. Don't come show your ass here. How yeah. long? How long have you been in the pygmies now, Chris? Almost uh, twenty nine years. One hundred and twenty nine years. Yeah. Well, I told you, I'm almost thirty three. So, yeah, it's, uh, let me ask the in dog years. What's your favorite city? There you go. It's <laughs> a callback question. Back. Look at him. He's like, you know, he's like, shut the fuck up. That is my favorite question. Yeah, <laughs> he loves to ask people what their yeah. favorite city is. What's your favorite city, and what's the craziest thing you've seen on stage? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Was it your idea to do body count? Who came up with that? That is, uh, they. This was before I was in the band. They bought. Uh, remember when uh, gas stations used to sell cassettes, and they saw mm-hmm. it there. Bought the cassette body count, and it's actually the way we do it. It's two songs, and just decided to figure out a version of it. And I heard the way they were doing it when I joined the band, and I'm like, you know what? This needs some fucking double bass. Yes, I think sir. you'll agree anytime. <laughs> Always, yeah. <laughs> So I just sped it all up, obviously. Yeah. Made it faster and better. <laughs> do you do you guys all play double kick? I know you do, Chris. Uh, I can, but I don't. You I, don't yeah. like to. Yeah, I, I, it's just not. You know, I, I, I'd like to do it tastefully. I wouldn't ever just. Right. We know some drummers that. Overuse the shit uh, out of it. <laughs> yeah, they get a little. Uh, I'm not a solid double. You know, I don't, not not for like the whole song, but I'm I'm a good. You know, okay. you know. Yeah, you're a, you're a spicy. Sp- yeah, yeah, where where it needs to be. Sure. But yeah, that's cool. That is, Asian hooker is a fun. fun it's a, that part that is very syncopated, and if you don't, it's not a part you just jam. You know, you yeah. like it's it's. I don't think about it. Fortunately. I love having serious conversations about a song called Asian Hooker. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so in Asian Hooker, let's dissect this song. Uh, did you guys ever get wrapped up in like, I remember, mm-hmm. you know, I don't know, fuck, 10, 12 years ago, really fast double kick kind of came into fashion really fast. Oh, yeah. I I was like, oh shit, maybe I got to try to do that, right? And so like I'd get on YouTube and I would, try, they would do the heel toe techniques yeah, yeah, and all yeah. these and I tried it for like a month and I was like, no, yeah, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. And then did you guys ever get turned on by that shit or just not? Every band I ever saw that had the guys that are, you can look in the crowd and there's zero bitches. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Nobody ever yeah, got yeah. laid at 220 BPM. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but you put on a fucking ACDC record and you're yeah. fucking. Yeah. It's true. Uh, it's dude, true. it's like the, the, the new guy that's on all the, the Facebook thing on the reels or whatever. Oh, with the, the beard. Spanish dude. That guy, he's a nut. That's reading, yeah, reading the book. And you know, yeah, there's like, never a girl on the other end of his dick when he's doing that. <laughs> no chick comments. Oh, my God, I want to suck your dick. Yeah. Your feet are so fast. <laughs> I that just saw a picture awesome. of that guy and Tommy Lee together, and I was thinking Tommy Lee has slayed just way more women than. Yeah. I mean, come on, give me a break. This guy's oh. in his studio, and Tommy Lee's on. You know, still. Yeah, you know? and and I get it's the that groove. Guy, what that guy can do is mind blowing. Oh, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's yeah. fucking. It's like revolutionizing, the, uh, you know, technical ability, kind of mm-hmm. with one hand. 
With one hand, yeah, one yeah. yeah, and what you know, flipping and a fucking shit. weight on your snare. I don't know what that's about. I don't, I don't get Dude, that either. And that, but that goes to that you know whole Instagram musician yeah. thing. It's like it's impressive as fuck, but you know you're never really going to use that in a song. Mm-hmm. You know all that shit. No. Yeah. Why do you have a fork to keep him from hitting his mic? Oh, actually, uh, it's probably there just is? for me because I, when I hit the <laughs> yeah. snare, you, most drummers have a spot about yay big, about the coat cam big in the middle of their top. Yeah, mine, dude. There's every every square inch <laughs> of that tom has hits on it because I'm whiffing it sometimes. You know, too busy if I can balance a stick on my nose and trying to hit. The, I wanted to uh, learn that trick. I have tried <clears> that. And try that. And try. Is is it? I mean, well, I came up with it. Don't, don't look at Ed. Not, I came yeah, up with that. I know. He came up with it. He took that. The God of yeah, right here. Are they weighted? Is there a trick to it? No. When you think you're looking straight up, you're not. Pull the stick back an inch. There you go. There's the secret. Hmm. And you, t- you take it takes about a day. Hey, where's the drumstick? Right there. It's insane. It's right There's there. one right there. You can balance that on your nose. Oh, oh yeah. And play while, while they're playing. While they're playing. Yeah. 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 See, I got it from over there. See, I play double butted sticks. It's a lot easier to do it with double butted sticks. <laughs> that oh, is not a move wow. I would be able to pull off for a while. Look at that. Oh, it's I'd crazy. have to practice yeah, that. Getting learning how to do this just takes a day, but doing it while you're while you're trying to keep time. Is More time ish. Yeah, ish. Yeah. But Somewhere yeah. in that. Yeah. In that. See, Can I tell you, it's like seal. Before I forget sticks, I'll tell you, you like- exactly why. You say you're doing, you know, your sides of your stage are open mm-hmm. and you want people. What gets lost sometimes in the mix is every one of you guys is freaking awesome. Oh, dude, thank I you. I mean, it's. That's why musicians talent wise and play with you. They, there's no slouch. I mean, anybody, oh, fucking Steel Panther. I mean, they're just over there with the dick jokes and all that. Yeah, uh, Satchel, arguably one of the top 10 ever. Yep. He's yeah. fucking stupid good. Yeah. You're awesome. Thank you. It's everybody's good. I appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I think that if uh, if you sing songs about dicks and titties and you and you write <laughs> Here we go. and you write songs that are not good songs, it's only going to last so long. Right. You know? Dude, and, I don't know if it was on purpose or not, but in uh Blew Me Away. Mm-hmm. There's a line at the end of the song that said the critics said our first album was the best. Yeah. And I can't hit the high notes, but we have dates in Germany. And, and I heard that. And I'm like, you know what? You fuck yeah. <laughs> fuck off. Satchel wrote that Satchel wrote that lyric. And uh yeah, that song that that song's I like that song, man. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of our whole our whole band is built on fuck it. Let's just do it. No. You know? I mean huh, it's worked. It's been good. I mean, you've, y'all have obviously put the time in. This this wasn't a American Idol band. Uh, y'all were slaving the covers. How long did you do the uh, Sandy or L.A. to San Diego to Vegas? Ten years. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, we all came up playing, just playing, playing, playing shows, playing shows, and we did residencies. Sometimes we would do five nights a week. Sometimes it would go to seven, depending yeah. on you know kind of what kind of you know where we had to play. And we did that for fucking 10 years. Or more, actually. Or more. Yeah, I think we had a 13-year run on the Sunset Strip mm-hmm. every week, and it was sold out. It was fucking cranking. You guys, it was Viper Room. Then it was the Roxy for a while. Yes. Then it was the Key Club. Yes. Then it was House of Blues. Yes. This, I, Wait. I've done my homework. Wait, there's more. <laughs> and then it was, um, then you, st- you guys started doing Green Valley. But in, it, but in House LA, we made another move. Oh, where? House of Blues? Back to the Key Club. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Back I to said House of Key Blues. Club, dickhead. No, no, you I know. know. <laughs> but but we, we, ended up, we ended up going back to the Key Club yep. and then back to House of Blues. And we were the last band we played. Uh, we closed it down. Yeah. Well, dude, you know what's what's crazy? And I, and I get uh, me it. and David have also closed many, many bars. Now. <laughs> <laughs> what yes, what was more? And I, and I get it, you know in the world and all that stuff's amazing it had to be a little i would think it would be a little more fun doing those residencies like that like you're okay is less traveling oh blah 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 a lot less uh tiring for sure and less wear and tear yeah but there is something about you know 
because I lived near yeah. the venues, you know, so I would drive in, yeah. do the show, and drive home. Mm-hmm. And that was cool. It, and it was an amazing run. Yeah. But when you're out on the road on a bus and you're at the venue all day and like maybe you mill around, say you're in fucking Denmark or you're in yeah. Copenhagen and you get to go to Christiania and see all these weird things and, yeah. and you do that show and you're stuck at that venue until the bus leaves. There's something really exciting about that and, it, and you get into a rhythm you, and you that experience of going somewhere to play yeah. is really cool. There is something to be said for a fucking super dirty, sweaty rock show, mm-hmm. local. Yeah. There's, it's a different thing. Like yeah. they both have great qualities and both have qualities that you go, ah, cause when you, when you finish that show in LA and you drive home, you're just driving home. You're like, all right, well I just totally rocked balls, but now I'm going to back to, my real life. I got to go pay my water bill in the morning. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, man, I got to take trash out. Chad, I yeah. forgot. But what's cool, what a lot of people think when you're on tour is that you get to see the world, but you really just see the venues of the world. And yeah. it is a good, like, it is good in the fact that you can pick a vacation to go to. You're like, I saw a glimpse of this city, and it looked amazing. So right. I, I definitely want to go vacation there, but you don't get to see as much of cities as people probably think you do. No, there are several times on tour, I just saw the inside of House of Blues and then left Vegas and never even saw a, a bit of the Strip or anything. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, Satchel and I, uh, fortunately, we both golf. So if the season permits, we bring our golf clubs, put them under the bus, do our recon, sometimes trade green fees for tickets. And, uh, nice. and you know, so we get to go experience <laughs> that. And if you want to go walk around in a city and it's not the middle of winter in fucking Green Bay, yeah, no. uh, you know, you, you can see some shit. Like, especially if you go to like Cologne and you go see the Dom, which is the big fucking spires and the churches and shit, just from a, you know, tourist. Yeah. There's some really neat shit out there, but it, it does take effort. To go do that. Yeah, it's, you got to go to bed early the night before if you know you're going to yeah. arrive in the city. At and then you got to play that next night so you don't want to fucking fry yourself out going, oh, I saw the Eiffel. T- yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? So, but it, it's, uh, it's been good. It, it's been really good. But this show is not about me. This show is about you, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you're ever down in Panama City, there's a goofy golf that you and Satchel need to go. Really? <laughs> All right. This one's got a big flamingo. You hit it between the legs. It's pretty. I love it. It's doing right. Yeah. I love it. I, n- I never brought golf clubs on tour. That That's quite a luxury to be able to do that. It's, next, it is. It is. You know, We're going next time you come down through here. We're, we're going to go play RTJ or somewhere. Fun. I am fucking down. Yeah. Dude, if Charlie doesn't wrangle us in here for a podcast, don't, don't give me a, don't give a me a Robert Trent Jones boner. <laughs> yeah, hundred dollars a hole. They're great. There's one Let's in Huntsville. Go. I'll play. Okay. I don't like that high stakes shit. That's when my game falls you, apart. Dude. You golf too? No, but I mean, I'm pretty sure he drives a golf cart. Pretty, yeah, he'll come out in a Let's Lambo. Do a thousand golf a hole. Got to see this fucker's golf cart. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you haven't seen shit yet. He'll come out there with a damn side by side fucking razor. <laughs> if you took the Polaris on the golf oh, cart, yeah, that'd that's, be awesome. That is that's his golf cart. Yeah. Yeah. That's what he takes out on the course. <laughs> yeah, they would awesome. love. They would. Yeah, love they would. That. He does donuts on the greens. It's fucking great. Everybody it's, loves that. Absolutely. <laughs> Rob, what kind of drums do you have? Uh, DW is I'm playing now, so I know I know same as you. Yes, yeah. and you're. Oh, do you get free kits? Are you M- Mr. Hot DW? Dog? I've gotten free kits, but because hold on, what kind of drums you play? Rocket, rocket. What kind of drums you play? Uh, it's, I got Spawn and Ludwig. He's like, it's, they're made of wood. I don't <laughs> they're round. <know. laughs> I, I really started sweating when you asked me. Round. I was like, shit, I don't know. It's, it's got a cool They're right there. Let's go look. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they're, in the, they're in the control room. Yeah. Yeah, I watched your drum. You were a Drumeo, didn't you? You did Drumeo or something. Who did you do with your blue leopard kit? I think you I were did were talking drum- about how it was all painted. It's not wrapped. It's Yeah, that leopard kit. I think it was a Drumeo or Drum Channel. I, I can't remember. One of those. Drum- yeah. And uh, yeah, so... I've gotten free kits from DW, and they're f- they're so good to me. Shout out to Chris Lombardi, Garrison, John Good. Thank you. You guys. know what you Steve just did? Ada. A legion of drummers going to be pestering the shit out of them for kits. <laughs> well, no, I want an endorsement. I want an endorsement. Well, I, they're going to be. Hey, thanks for shouting me out on the podcast. No, the way. you know what? They they treat me like family, and yeah. in in the good way, not the weird uncle way. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, you know, I've gotten free kits from them, but I, also the kits that I get now are. They're custom built and they're really the fucking super 
cool kid would, mm-hmm. you know, and all that stuff. So for me to even expect free of that is ridiculous. And plus I want, you know, I want to contribute to them, but they give me a super nice deal, deal. and they yeah. look after me like a motherfucker. Sabian looks after me. I am, it's not lost on me how lucky I feel. You know, mm-hmm. I, lo- I feel lucky for all that shit, so. I had D-Drum send me a kit once, Brand- absolutely free. I never even played it. I ended up just so that case you just knocked on. Uh huh. Chris has a company. He builds road cases called Road Load. Tell them how you yours. Yeah, yeah. Well, these are spoiler alert. We had him build these. They're not real cases. They're mock up for the studio. It's furniture. Yeah, but he actually builds real bad fucking ass cases. Mm -hmm. We got to talk after this. Um, He's got. He does great. Now the name of his company is Road Load. Tell him, tell him the story about how he came up with this, this the name for his company because the font is uh well just I'll let it look like jizz. Yeah, yeah, it's great. Uh, Yeah, yeah, it was uh, trying to come up with a name when I first started it, and one of the guys that worked with me sort of he more or less hung out, but it was still fun. We were talking about it, and he was a band guy too. And after you know going out for five six days, you know in the van, everybody. Sharing rooms, whatever else, not being able to jerk off. When you got home, that first load you let go was called a road load. <laughs> That's awesome. I so the that. font of his case company is all like dripping. It's That's fucking cool. Fucking road load. He I got home and he, pulled off a road load. He, he actually, not the name drop and shit, but he, he actually builds cases for a lot of people. Yeah. A lot like that big national they're good cases too we we've bought a ton of cases from him for our band he does they're they're really really like high quality cases dude that's that's pro style yep i can't wait to check them out so you grill you do cases you do comedy comedy Mm -hmm. god damn i still play drums i'll play drums with him you do stuff too i mean you Eh, you i golf well you know i golf too but you got the luxury book of, with your schedule and your success to be able to just do that. Yeah. I mean, I do my band. That is my main mm-hmm. thing. Um, I don't have to supplement it, fortunately. Right. Um, well, you guys I, are up to $400 a week a man. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who are you talking to? Because that's a lot of money. <laughs> He's like, wait a second. <laughs> you must be talking Michael Starr and Satchel money. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it, it's, uh, you know, I write, I write music, um, and then I golf, and I fish, and that's my shit. Because when no. you got a guy like Satchel in your band, you know. God damn, he's such a fucking good guy. Very prolific, fucking, you know, and he's he can write that shit. Well, and 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 Michael Starr too. Like this is the this is the thing about him, and and like Cam, like Fleener, like the singer for for the Velcro Pygmies. Those two guys were are just absolutely doing what they were born to fucking totally and be put on this. I I tell people all the time starting a band, I was like. It all starts with the, your singer being a good front man. Yeah. Fuck what he sings like. I, that's, if he knows his range, it doesn't matter. You can bring the songs down to his range. Yep. If they can't hold an audience's attention, yeah. you're dead in the fucking water. You're dead. I, I used to tell people, whatever you, I used to tell like drummers especially, get behind a great fucking singer. And not not just a guy who can hit the notes. That's Somebody who, you know, it's funny because Michael Starr is like, and, and guys of that ilk, they go out and they don't say these words, but they say these words. Check me out all the fucking time because mm-hmm. I will freak your dick out. Yeah, yeah. And they want that and they they crave that. And it's so good to have a guy like that, like Cam, who just, you can sit there and they just, they they can conduct the crowd and they Dude, and they can get away with shit that not a I wouldn't be able to get out of my fucking driveway without my dog biting me dressed like him. Yeah. He can get up. <laughs> it's amazing, right? He can stand I'm sure Michael Starr the same way can stand up on stage and say I just fucked your grandmother in the ass and people I, it's <laughs> yeah, grandma. It's, like, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grandma oh, does anal. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a very unique skill to have and in our band we have kind of two 
of those. You know, you got yeah, Satchel. Satchel. Yeah, so we got this team of uh, showmen, of, of crazy entertaining going on. And I just, yeah. I sit in the back. I just fucking hold it down. I wait 35 minutes and then I play the next song. <laughs> 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 Is it mostly ad lib though on stage? Or oh, yeah. Is stuff that y'all just do? It, no. Everything's off the cuff. Yeah. Um, and it's always, you know, shits. We react to what's happening and so at, quick, at the moment. Man, Satchel to, and them too. I mean, just, I mean, just, well, you too. I mean, you're on it. Uh, thank you. It's it's a it's a lifetime of listening and practicing that <laughs> skill, but not actively like practicing it at you know off stage. It's just, I think it's just, you know, you develop those muscle memories and you just fucking go, dude. It writes itself for a front guy if you're got your eyes open mm -hmm. and you can see what's going on. Like, okay, there's, you know, this bitch over here is doing this, whatever this one. And, and you can figure it out mm -hmm. if you, if you're in that mindset. Yeah. yeah. I'm not wired for that. I am not, I'm not front man, which is why I sit in my office in the back. You know what I mean? <laughs> and I think you really have to have a, a certain personality to go out there and go and own it. And, yeah. and you can tell real quick, the ones that are like, yes, a little half sure and you're like oh man you're rooting for him but then there's the guys you know like like the michael stars and the david lee ross mm -hmm. where you so. just watch and you'd go okay i'm in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. it's almost Instant. like a hypnotizing thing where they the, the audience will just let you think for them and you can they'll let you take you on a ride you know yes you know who one of the best guys at that is that i've ever seen paul stanley no <laughs> no, he sometimes says. All right. No, he. I mean, he's obviously legendary. Yeah. Fred Durst. Really. And if you ever get a chance to watch them, uh, he can conduct a crowd and play them like a fucking violin. It's one of the most amazing. He things. did it at Woodstock. You can did, see yeah. it at Woodstock. And he's only gotten better. Like. They kind of, you know, they kind of, you know, faded off a yeah. little bit, just attention wise, and, and the amount they toured and records they put out. But I got to tell you, dude, they are one of the most amazing live acts I've ever seen. And I never would have thought that because I go, oh, Limp Biscuit, they're the new metal guys, and you yeah. know, I mean, they're a fucking amazing band. But but watching Fred do that, that's that's his talent. Is mm. he can read a crowd like a book. It's fuck crazy. So while we're on the subject, Sticks, what's your favorite city? It's hard to say, dude. I really enjoy going to Australia. I like it because it's it feels like California felt in the fucking early 80s. Right? It's just, it's mellow. I saw Bam Margera get knocked the fuck out in the middle of the street in Adelaide. <laughs> really? Oh, shit. Yeah, he was <laughs> fucked up. No Go way. Wow. And this what Australian guys have weird dad strength, and it's like they're fucking like built like you know brick shit houses. They're fucking strong, and he was doing bam stuff, and he was fucking with these two guys, and this guy cocked back, pop, laid him out like a snow angel, <laughs> <laughs> and 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 we were walking, we're like. Is that Bam Margera that just got knocked out? <laughs> so weird. There's your next song. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so I like uh, to answer your question. I really enjoy Australia. Um, and then, you know, it's hard to say where my favorite place is because anywhere we go play, when, once the door closes, yeah. it's a party. Right. So it's hard to say that, you know, we did just go to South America. That's the best audiences in the world, hands down, dude. If it, it was unbelievable. Like before we got on stage, the the energy and the electricity in the yes. room was fucking like palpable. And then throughout the whole show, and then we finish, we leave, and they're still going. And I'm like, what the fuck? I just think it's a symptom of them not getting a lot of Western rock and roll because it's because yeah. it's costly to go down there, and a lot of bands don't want to take that risk. Dude, when we got when uh, we went down there with Adler. Buddy, when we got off the plane, there were 300 people in the airport. They already knew what flight he was coming in on. Oh, yeah. Mm. It was crazy. And the energy at the shows, they they like scream all the guitar solos. Yeah. It's like, ah, ah, whatever notes you're hitting on the guitar, the crowd's no, that's screaming just, it with. That's me. just the language they speak. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they speak scream. Right. <laughs> did you do any ayahuasca or anything while you're down there? No, I did not. Um, I did do uh, my laundry. <laughs> and we had it when we and while we were in Sao Paulo. I know we got to wrap it up, right? Yeah. Um, 
while we were in Sao Paulo, we did get assigned a 24-hour armed security dude. Oh, shit. And they said, no matter what, do not take your phone out of your pocket. Don't even fucking look at it because dudes will ride by on bikes. They'll run by. They'll ride by on fucking in cars. They will snatch your shit. And I'm like, okay, well, if they take that, then what they do is they crack your phone and they get into your cash apps and they send that shit to them. Oh, wow. Holy shit. Yeah, that's what I found out. Left it well, at that's the interesting. On that note, no, I'm just <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, it, these are the things you learn by going overseas. Yeah, I, can, I can fucking see that. That's crazy. Jesus. Dude. Yeah, the South America is one of the coolest places. I mean, anytime you see some a band film a live DVD down there, yeah, it's from Rush to ACDC. The crowds are just the most massive. insane thing you've ever massive. seen. Just, they, they are massive. Yeah. They, they love it. They and they, and they appreciate. Like I said, because I don't think a lot of Western bands go down there. Yeah. They appreciate it so much, and they give it back to you. That's so they cool. don't go down there because they don't want their fucking phone stolen. Well, I, let me tell you, I, I uh, that this is a, a, a scam that the guy that, I mean, he stopped doing it before he brought Adler down there, but um, he what he would do is he'd get these famous bands and take them out to eat. And then he would uh, tweet out that they're eating there, and then he would charge people to come in That's the restaurant. Fucked! It was crazy. They ah. stopped it. They did it with. Uh, they did it with another band. I can't remember who it was, but they stopped it right before Adler came in there. That's <laughs> so dirty. It's crazy. We got to wrap it up. I want to thank Chris Edmonds. Ah, thank you for coming in, and hanging out. Thank you. Check out check out Chris's band Velcro Pygmies, Velcro Pygmies and then Velcro Pygmies Instagram, Facebook. Also, if you guys are out there, you need road cases. If you're musicians, um, he's got something to scratch every itch, every budget. Um, definitely check him out. What what's that website, Chris? I don't have one. Uh, well, fuck, <laughs> never mind. So this out. is what you do. You you write a fucking note. <laughs> Put it on a with, pigeon, put it with on a, a crayon, yeah, bandaid or bandaid, rubber banded to a pigeon's foot, and just sit it loose. <laughs> sure, he'll find it. Oh, I'm findable. No, check. You can, you can. I'm sure they can email you through the Velcro Pigeons sure. website or Grinder. Sure, but anyway, so <laughs> I want to thank our co-host Stig Zadinia for thank you hanging guys. Out. Thanks for having me. I want to thank Chef Rob for kicking in. He's, he he cooked us an amazing meal today. And still had enough gas in the tank to come in here and, and do a podcast. So thanks. We got to wrap it up. Charlie's got to take a shit. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> I've got to shit. <laughs> I had to shit like within about 15 minutes of starting this episode. I'm like, I got shit. Let me, I'll run it. Hold on. I'll run out there and get you a Budweiser box yeah. right quick. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Enjoy yeah. the glove. <laughs> Make sure to like and subscribe. Please. Comment below. We'll see you next week. Love you guys.